Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Guys, day before the first game of the season, and I was mixed emotions on how the season's going to go from a lot of the fan base out there. I know a lot of Philadelphia fans who are Phillies fans pretty upset at how the way that ended, and they said it, it looks too much like the Sixers, so a lot of people are just kind of, you know, not that optimistic about this, uh, this Sixers season, but you know what? First game of the season, everyone's zero and zero right now. Besides the teams played last night, I, I got a good feeling about the season. You know, I, I, I think we're we're gonna head to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time in a while. Wow. But yeah, what do you what do you got? What are you guys thinking about this uh, this feeling of optimism going into the season? What are you guys you guys feeling good about this or no? I can tell you what I want to happen, but I, what I want to happen, I don't feel like it's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. What's I on your wish like- list? That we win a championship every year. Oh well, but, yeah, okay. It's, it's too much going on right now. I don't. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I think just going into the season, it wouldn't shock me if we did better, and it wouldn't shock me if we did worse. Um, my confidence level isn't very high because I mainly not necessarily because not because. Because of potential more because I have to see more. Mm. I, I kind of have to see more the new system and how that kind of works. It's just it's a lot of questions, a lot of uncertainty. Um, first few games will tell me a lot. Yeah. It's just it's rough on a season level and it's rough on a game to game level because when we win games against tough opponents it's going to be exciting but at the same time this like clouds always above us and looming over us and it's like i don't know it's just it'll feel good for a moment and then you're back to like oh yeah but we got this thing that we're still dealing with that we don't know when it's going to conclude and clear itself up so it's it's going to be an up and down all year until that's even when that's resolved because like that's like uh, Sam and Mick said recently, that's phase one. Phase one's trading hard. So, like, you still have other things to do even after that. So, yeah. it's it's going to be a long – going to be a long season. Wow, it doesn't sound like a lot of optimism there, Tasia. Sorry, man. I'm being, I'm being <laughs> real and honest, though. I mean, that's just where – I mean, that's where you're at. If you're, I mean, if you're realistic about the situation, it's just so much uncertainty that – you, know, you have to wait and see. Like we have to, there's some things we still have to wait and see. Obviously, the James situation, how that plays out, is 
you know, objective number one, but it's still a lot of like with new coach, new system. We don't really, you know, based on what I've seen from Joel, uh, I, you know, from that, in that one preseason game, he, he looked like he wasn't in form. He wasn't in MVP form. Damn. So, you know, was that that game or is there something else going on? Like, I don't know. Hopefully it's not. But um, we, they haven't shown us anything in the preseason for us to say, I'm really excited about this team and what we're going to do this season. Like, we haven't yeah. – it's like the season's going to have to show us that. Yep. There's just so much uncertainty. It's – yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate, but – Still huge fans, still going to watch every game. That's not going to change. I'm just saying for, for predicting how it's going to be and for yeah. feel. Is what it's like for feel. That's why how I feel is like I'm not sure because it's, it's it's not like we made moves this this offseason. Like, I'm excited about that move. Like, yeah. you know, I think and they got some moves that I think can help. But we lost a lot, too. Yep. There's also just not a lot of like investment into this season. Like I, I'm not gonna say it's a it's a punt season, but like it's obvious from management ownership down, there's not a lot of investment and emphasis on this year. There's just not. Everyone was a one year deal. We have like three or four players under contract next season. Like yeah. we don't have a lot of long term plans outside of Embiid, and that's the one guy who's now appearing in like stupid trade rumors. So it's like, yeah, I would I wouldn't necessarily say there's no. Um, investment into the season because they invested into a coach. So, so I would say they invested into the season. I would just say that they invested into this season. <laughs> it's almost like season by season. Like they invested into this season, and if this season sort of don't play out how we hope, then it's sort of like, well, what do we do now? It's not like. The investment's there, and we like, okay, this is going to be a two- to three-year run. Like, I don't feel that. I feel that they're investing yeah. into right now. Um, and then when, when Maxie not getting the extension, it's telling you it's just right now. Yes. Or you're not all about James. Next- you're mm-hmm. not extending James is telling you it's right now. Um, Tobias on the last year, it's, it's, it's you know, that's three starters right there that are on one-year deals. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're almost on the last – stage of this phase that we're in right now and it's like finishing up these last contracts like there's so much emphasis this whole offseason every time i hear you know Maury or josh harris talk about things it's all about like the next year plan the next salary cap plan it's all about like but right but we're right now like so i feel like this year is like an also like a bonus every time they talk about trading for a player it's so he can be with joel during his last window years but also compete this year because let's be honest, even if we trade for an all-star at midseason, we've talked about how hard it is to add a guy and implement a midseason and become a championship team that same year. It's not easy. So even if we got like a Levine, sure, we'd look a lot better on paper, but are we really like firm contenders all of a sudden adding a guy in, in, in you know, January? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, some teams had off-season acquisitions like, you know, guys who are going to be right away like an instant uh, impactful player for their team. But our instant guy, our impact player or signing this offseason was Nick Nurse. And it's going to be interesting to yeah. see how 
that scheme and stuff he unfolds and the stuff we've heard all about all offseason stuff we've been hyping up on the show. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out um, in the, the season. So. Yeah. Um, so with this episode, we're going to go over um, some of the over-unders for the season. So with this whole Harden stuff that's going on right now, um, they've kind of the, the Vegas all sport books that I've looked at have pretty much taken away all the Sixers lines for the season. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back to their uh, season totals from last year and years past and do over-unders on that. And then also take a look at our seating um, in the playoffs and where we'll stand and do over-unders on that as well. So uh, yeah. So let's, uh, let's dive in guys. Cool. So first, so first one. Uh, so MB, like I said, they didn't have MB's points per game listed, but he is the odds on favor to win the scoring title again this year. And Luca has the best, has the next best odds. Luca season long points per game number is thirty one point four, um, or no, yeah. So, so they have uh, Luca's Luca's second best, but they have Luca as thirty one point four. But yet they have Embiid as the highest point favorite. So I'm going to do over under based on Luca's points here, guys. So do we think Luca or do you think Joel will average more than what they have Luca listed at, which is thirty one point four points per game? And do you think Embiid will? win the scoring title for the third straight season. So the over-under number here is 31.4. First uh, three-time in a row scoring champ since Harden, by the way. Wow. That's ironic. Yeah, I know. He, he will be. If he, if he won it, he will be. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, no, I do not think he'll win it. But I do think – I think he hits 30 points, but I don't think he wins a scoring title. Hmm. I've gone back and forth in so many times. I, I just – I think it's – I think it's some teams out there that need guys to score a lot more to win. A part of me thinks – He's going to score a ton, like he getting that number because we kind of have to, to make up for, you know, Harden's missed 20 points a game. But at the same time, it's going to come a lot harder. Harden made his life a lot easier. And he said that himself. Um, and his efficiency was through the roof last year in beads because, you know, Harden, you know, mm -hmm. he does things, right? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no to both. I'm gonna say he does not get over 31.4. He's under that and he does not get the scoring title. I think he still scores. Yeah, I think he's in the 30, like 30 point something range. I just think there's gonna be someone else who just the volume's just crazy. Like he just will do so much. Because you know, with Less Harden and or no Harden, we're going to get more Maxi. We're going to get Harris. All those are not going to just go to Embiid, so that's going to be distributed a little bit. Um, they uh, so um last year, so Embiid's talked about this with his Nick Nurse system. He's going to be able to do a lot of things. More of a playmaker, you uh, having more assists probably, especially with no Harden. We're going to need the, the assist need to come from other guys. Embiid's uh. Assists last year was 4.2. His career is 3.4 average assists per game. Do you all think he'll have more than 4.2 assists per game this year? Yes. He'll have more assists. Yeah. Definitely more than his career average. Um, 
Yeah, he'll be in the. the I, ball, I think the ball, will go, the ball will be in his hands more. Um, and I think you have the ball more on the perimeter. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I believe that that's what will happen. I believe that he'll he'll be more of a take more of a playmaking ability style, right? But I think that happens. I don't think it'll be that much more. I'm not gonna not not gonna average a triple double like Jokic or anything, but. Um, I can see him going up two. I can see him going up two to three assists. You think so? That. Really? Yeah, I can see wow. two to three. Yeah. I was going to say like five, like one more than. Like I can three. see. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily put money on it, but I can see. It wouldn't surprise me if he went up two to three. Damn. But I also don't. Everyone else is going to score. score. More, so. But I think his numbers. If his points going down, I think the assists are going up. I would take one less point a game averaging for two more assists a game. That's for sure. Yeah. That's a good trade-off. Um, what, what about rebounding? I'm, I, I didn't notice this, but last year was his second lowest rebounds per game, total at 10.2. Um, do you guys think that goes up? I know we're talking about may assists going up, points maybe going down. Do you think rebounds goes up? I mean, I, I haven't really heard an emphasis on that. This, this Sorry, time. Marcus. It still says pause for me. No, it's, it's on. Okay. It's recording. Sorry, go ahead. Um, the, that, the rebounds are interesting because it's like that's the number that we all would want and, and think should be higher. But I don't know how it's going to be higher if we're talking about him being more of a perimeter player. Yep. I, I just – where I feel it should be higher, I don't know how you get it higher. I, I just don't know. Maybe, maybe an increase in minutes. Like, I don't know. Mm. I think that number should be higher. Um, that one's going to be interesting. If I, I, I'll say higher, but not by much. Yeah, I'll go higher than that. Yeah, yeah I'm just surprised that. So it, first year, 7.8 rebounds, 11, 13.6, 11.6, 10.6, 11.7, and then 10.2. Interesting. I think he goes higher. I, I just don't think he makes a big jump. Yeah. Well, when he's out in the perimeter dishing those balls out to shooter, he's gonna have to crash, crash, crash to get down, get down to that ball again. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not happening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So the the next uh, guy we got Tyrese Maxey's points per game. Obviously not listed, but he has the same odds as Kate Cunningham uh, to be the scoring champ. And Kate Cunningham's points per game number is set at 21.8 points per game. My question to you guys, will Tyrese Maxey average more than 21.8 points per game? Yes. Yeah, they're really smart for not listing that because I would I would pounce on that. He, he would he, he's gonna average, I think, I think like anywhere from like two to four more points than that, I think. I think he's in the 23 to 25 range this year. Yeah, I would go to 23. As a minimum, yeah. But I, I, twenty-five, that extra two points is just, when you ever you hit twenty-five, that's like you're getting into another level. <laughs> well, you want you know, wants that? No, I'm, so. no, I'm, no, I mean, all you gotta do is do better than last year. <laughs> to, to that's, get that. true. that's true. That's <laughs> true. He already that's earned true. that. Mm. 
Even even like so one point, like two assists. Boom. You just you just don't want to get worse. Yeah. Even staying the same is good. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't want to get worse. Like if you're around the same area, that's who you are. You've shown yeah. who you are. Mm-hmm. Man, the scoring's got to come from somewhere to make up for Harden's 21 points a game. And also, we think Embiid's going to drop a little bit too. Um, assists should go up too. Yeah, that was my ne- that was my next question. So, Maxi averaged three and a half assists per game last year. Up or over under? Three and a half. Mm-hmm. Up. Over. I would say higher. Yeah. So significantly, a significant rise, or what do you guys think? I think he's yeah, around I five. I mean, I, I could, I could do, I could see five or six. Five or six. Yeah. I mean, that's not a high assist amount, but if you're jumping, if you're doubling, especially if he's a primary ball handler, yeah, six is he gets six. Yeah, yeah, saying the fives. It's good. I'll say six. That'd be, that'd be an amazing season. If he stays a primary ball handler, he has to stay the primary ball handler. Okay. For that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great season. Yeah. It's um, kind so of season now, after a lot of money after that. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 24, 24 and 5. Good to go, yeah. man. Yeah, you're, you're all over that. You're, you're, you're already counting the pennies for why he's a next deal, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're happy, Tasia. That's 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 the goal, isn't it? I think that is the goal. <laughs> um. Okay, so yeah. next one is uh, we're going to your guy again, Tasia, uh, Tobias Harris. Um, so obviously they don't have his points per game listed. So we're going to take the average of what he finished with from the 2021 season. That's the Ben Simmons holdout season, uh, which is probably the best comparison we have to what the season is going to be. Yeah. Um, and he averaged 17.2 points per game that year. Will it be over or under 17.2 points per game? That's a really good number. Under. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Contract year? Under? Yeah. I think he's so close to that. Like if they're gonna the do reason, an over. And the reason why I say the reason why I say um under is I still don't think they're gonna be able to use him to his strengths. Mm. Um I don't think they're going to give him any ISOs and get put the ball in his hand. I don't think they're going to play him like that. Um, I can see other guys, Melton and maybe I'm having to block um, the new kid from Charlotte. Ubre. Ubre. Ubre um, scoring a little more. Um, not necessarily in place of Tobias, but kind of balancing it out. I mean, 17 is a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's no joke. The off-ball stuff should help him a little more. They should put him in better situations just get easier buckets, I think, too, though. That might but offset how, like, 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 the, like how? how? How would he get easier buckets being off the ball with Tobias? I mean, with um Maxie and Joel. Like, what, what would make it easier for him other than getting catch-and-shoot corner threes? Like what? What else is he going to get off the ball? Anything that's less stagnant than having him just sit in one spot waiting for an ISO shot. 
You know, I understand it, but what 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 action are you going to get? Like nobody's going to let Tobias Harris just go back door and get wide open layups. Like what are you going to get? Even like one a game would be a plus. He was hardly moving without the ball before. I'm just saying, like like is he going to crash the boards harder? Like he going to get out in transition and finish? Like what, what what's different going to happen in that offense for him? Because most of these type of people talking about the difference in the offense is really the difference for the top players. The third and fourth and fifth option, there's no offense is going to all of a sudden create five or six points for them. But when when his role grows though naturally, Eric just being going from the fourth option to the third option just automatically is getting more shots without without Harden being there. Well, it's different because James was the third option with the ball in his hands. Yep. Tobias is the third option without the ball in his hands. Yep. That does matter. That's true. Yeah, it's a good point. Plus, if we're looking for like usage, just because Harden's not there doesn't mean it's just like a free for all to whoever can grab the ball. We already said MB's going to be playmaking more, which means he's going to have the ball in his hands just the same. And we already said Max is going to be playing more on ball. So there, that's like, so there you go. Two guys just ate up a lot of that extra ball time. So, so, so that's what I'm saying. Like, he, I will hope, I mean, I'll be, I'll be happy for Tobias if he can give us 20 points a game. I don't know how it can happen. Yeah. I, I don't know what system nurse had. I really don't know. I don't know his system. I'm not acting like I do know his system. I, I just, I'm just saying from a God has been around the NBA game for whatever years, 30 years, 20, whatever it is, 25 years. I don't know how they can involve him in a manner of him to be able to put up those numbers without taking from those other guys. I just don't know how you can involve it because he's not a quick hit guy. He's not a Clay Thompson where you can the quick hitters. Um, and it's hard for Clay to give you 20 a night, 20 plus a night. Yeah. Now, you know what I'm saying? Because of the, because of his touches are he gets a lot of shots, but his touches are limited. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know if with Tobias not being that number two guy where you know he's going to get X amount of touches a game, like we really don't know where he's going to get his shots from. I could see Tobias giving, getting 30 one day and 10 the next. We're going to lose that 10-point game. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying I'm not saying that like that's <laughs> who, he, who he is. I'm saying I'm not saying that's who he is. I'm just saying from game to game, I don't know how they and like I said, maybe they can come up with a different system than what I'm thinking of, but I don't know how they can give him the consistency of touches in a game to get 20 points a game. And unless he's just coming out shooting, you know, MJ LeBron. Not like he's like them, but I'm just saying he's shooting their percentages from the field. He's coming out shooting 50 plus from the field. 30, 38 plus from three. 50 from two, I mean. Like, that's probably the only way he can do it. His percentages jump up. He was 50, 40, 90 for a little while last season, too. Yeah, so I'm saying his percentages jump up. Um, and what was his numbers during that time? I mean, <laughs> last year was still a, wasn't, still wasn't 20. 
That's my point. It's it's because of the limited. So so at, at the end of the day, James is either going to come back or that position is going to be addressed with someone else. Yeah. And if we're talking about still winning the championship, that someone else is going to have shots. I'm going over, but just like, like I would not bet on it. I'd go like barely over. I think he'll average like seventeen point like seven. I think he'll just be barely over that. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the last time Tobias had thirty points was in the bubble, um, and I believe that was the game where TJ Warren went off. Wait, thirty yeah. points in the game? That's the last time he had thirty points in a game. Yeah. Really? Yeah. August August first, twenty twenty. That was the game. TJ Warren had fifty three points because he averaged nineteen two years that. Before, no, the year before that, yeah, yeah, it must have been that year then. The year before the Simmons year, he averaged 19, I think, right? Yes. God, man, that's crazy. Yeah, looking at him, he has 32 30 point games in his career. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of them are in Philly. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, he had a few in, in 2020, he had a few uh, um, 30 point games, yeah. 34, 34, 30. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, we're moving on to uh, James Harden. Of course, can't get away from James Harden. I thought I thought we were talking James Harden topics, but here we go. No, no way. Um, so my prediction uh, – so the predictions for you guys um, on how many games James Harden will play in a Sixers uniform this season. Uh, Over-under? Just – just you, to, want to do over, you want to do over under? Or you want to do, pick your number? We do. We we can I throw mean, a number out. It's tough to pick a number. I mean, right now it's it's zero. Like I don't know. Let's go. Um, let's go over under. I would say I don't. I don't 10. think he plays twenty over under games. 10. ten. over. Over ten. Under twenty. Yeah. I think. I think now he plays before he gets traded. Now that the season started. I believe he plays before he gets moved. Yeah. Or what's the December deadline when people can get traded to sign this summer, whenever that deadline is? Yeah, yeah. That's a good one, too. But yeah. I don't think he well, plays yeah. in all these games. Well, he's missing two right off the bat, so. Yeah. I, I went for 12, so, yeah, ten between 10 and 20 works. Um yeah, I'm hoping he comes back, plays well, and Clippers start out a little slow, and boom. I mean, not playing doesn't help his stock. It doesn't really hurt it at this point anymore because, like, there's only one team interested in him anyway. So it's not like it's not like he's turning off people from trading for him. No one really is going after him at this point, except for the Clippers. Um, but if he looks good and they are struggling, um, then they're going to want to you know trade for him. I read that. Did you guys read that thing about there's like turmoil? There's been like a, it's been a weird off season. I don't know if it's a rumor or not, but I read a report. It was a weird off season for the Clippers because like they've been anticipating his arrival like all off season. It's been kind of a distraction for them. Oof. They just kind of want to like they they themselves just kind of want to get it done. The players do because they're tired of like waiting for him to be added. They just want him to get there and like be acclimated already. That's got to be Clippers players. Yeah. Apparently, that's what I read. I don't know if it was legit or not, but I can see that. I can see that. 
I mean, how uncomfortable we're talking about the turmoil in our locker room, Eric, but how uncomfortable is that for their locker room? Like the expiring contract guys, the guys who know they're being thrown in that deal. That's gotta be awkward as hell. Yeah. I mean, I think guys are sort of like, Hey, you know, we're going to make this move. Like let's make it so we can move on. And because like us, they got championship aspirations mm-hmm. and you have guys that, you know, your top two players, if you have them around, like whenever you have those, you know, like, Kawhi and Paul, they're like, they got to always be in right now mode with those two guys. So, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Like, let's just, let's, let's find out who we're going to be and, and who's going to be in here and let's move on. And I think I can see T. Lou being like that as well. You know, like, let's, let's figure this out. Yeah, I forgot where I heard this. It's going to take some adjustment, some adjusting when, if it, this, if it does go down. Yeah. I forgot where I heard too. They were saying how like Bomber is someone who doesn't want to jump to make like a trade for like young talent because of how much they gave up for Paul George and that SGA turned out to be, you know, like top five MVP yeah. candidate now. And that was a young talent at the time that they threw in. Yeah. Not that they're saying he man is he wasn't gonna do that with the Clippers. Yeah. No, no, he wasn't. No, no. Um, Let's just be real about it. He wasn't gonna do that with them. Mm-hmm. Not that man is gonna be he wasn't capable. Not that he wasn't capable. It's just like opportunity. He's the guy there. He wasn't gonna be the guy there. In, with yeah. The yeah. Um. But yeah. So the next one, the uh, interesting one, actually, of all the numbers, this is. I mean, this is the only one that one of the few that DraftKings laid out laid out for us. But um, so team win total. DraftKings has our win total set at forty eight and a half. Looking at the last three years for us, 54 wins, 51 wins, and 49 wins. And they have it set at 48 and a half. Do we go over or under 48 and a half wins? I'll say over. Wow. This is optimism right here, Teja. You see, this is what I'm talking about. This is the energy I want from you guys. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be uh, that optimistic. I'm going 47. I, I, I think I, I think if we don't get over 48, we will be a fifth or sixth seed. Hmm. I think 49 so is I don't think okay. – I think you, if, in order to get um, a top seed in the East, you're going to have to be over 50. Yeah. I mean, we were third seed last year, 54 wins for crying out loud. Well, that means Bede's going to play in a lot of games this year, then. That's what we're projecting. 66. More than that, if we're going to have to win 50 games. 67. He's going to play a 67 game. 67 real games. Yeah. Yeah. Real minutes. Uh, so this kind of ties directly to the next one. So seeding, the Sixers have the highest odds of finishing either third or fourth seed. So the question is, will Sixers finish as the third seed or worse? So now, hold on. Sorry. What am I doing? I mean, that's worse. A really, really weird. Uh, uh, so we are not the highest. We, out of all the seeds, those are the highest odds the Sixers have to become third or fourth. Yeah. But Cavs actually have the highest odds to be the third seed. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. So, Eric is going with worse than third seed? Yeah. I don't I don't think. I, don't, I think we're a fourth seed. 
Yeah. I agree. I think we're a fourth seed too. I think Cavs are the three seed. I don't necessarily believe that I, I I wouldn't necessarily lock the Cavs at being that third seed. I mean, I, I could see someone else being that third seed. I, yeah, I mean, it I, wouldn't surprise me if someone else was that third seed and not the Cavs. I just think that you've got Boston and Milwaukee, then I think three through else. seven can go either way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah, Jazz, I have Knicks, four, three through six can go either way. I think Atlanta takes a big jump too. Hmm. It'll be better. It'll be better. A full offseason with Snyder. Another full year, get him in there, get him acclimated. Yeah, yeah. that'll be better. The East. Um, the, the Cavs. Um, I mean, it's a team like we Brooklyn. Could be the fifth I think will be better. I mean, Brooklyn yeah. could be better. Yep, Brooklyn. Um, I think they're a season team. They may not have as much success in the playoffs, but I think you get them during the season with. Their depth and their young players and their the length they have, yeah, guys that can score the ball. Like it wouldn't surprise me, like their regular seasons to jump on people right now. Yep. I just like that gonna, really real playoff experience together. Um, they're gonna be a really good defense. If Ben performs even close to what we know he he's what he's shown before, that definitely helps him. Yeah. Yep. So. Atlanta, Cleveland, us, um, Brooklyn, New York. New York's gonna be there. Um, yeah, that's Miami. <clears throat> Miami, definitely Miami. Uh, Miami's just proven that they don't have to necessarily be there to be there um, <laughs> to get to the finals. You know what I'm saying? Like they've. <laughs> They, that's where they've proven. They've proven more of the postseason than necessarily the regular season. Yeah, that you yeah. can't count. That um, so yeah, I, I, <clears throat> where we are right now with the Sixers, unfortunately, without having all this stuff, is I don't think we've separated ourselves from that back. Oh no, I think we yeah. went away from the from the Milwaukee Boston pack and closer to the other pack. Oh yeah. Um, all this uncertainty. Huh. Yeah. Went from starting out that segment optimistic to uh <laughs> listing every other team in the, in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. I mean do you, do you guys think Toronto takes a step back without nurse? Because I noticed we didn't mention them at all in that. Who's the coach there? I have no, off the top of my head, I have no idea. That's why I'm asking you. I don't know. I'm sure I know who it is, but I just don't yeah, remember. Yeah. Totally forgot. He named the coach. Was one of his assistants? You're looking it up. Oh, he was a Serbian uh, coach. Um, what's his name? Uh, Darko Rajakovic. Hmm. Came from Memphis. Uh, he was assistant with OKC, Phoenix, and Memphis. Yeah. Uh, might have completely butchered his pronunciation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know who's on their team. I haven't paid attention to them. So. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, mean, I don't think they did I, much. They lost Van Fleet, but I don't think they Yeah, I just don't follow them. Like, I don't follow their team. Like, I don't, I don't know. I know they got some – I mean, their top players are good. 
Yeah. I mean, we, they got a guy that we've supposedly been trying to trade for for the last three years. They got Schroeder. Uh, they got Schroeder to replace uh, Van Fleet. That's right. Schroeder, that's a good one. Yeah. Schroeder plays well everywhere he goes. Yep. Yeah, that's does. a good. That's actually a very good, like cheap replacement for Van Fleet. So yeah, um, Toronto will, will flirt with the um, playoffs. Um, I can't necessarily say that they're, uh, you know, six three through six seed. But yeah, I, I think they'll flirt with the seven and eight seed. Yeah, just a normal tough gritty team. I mean, yeah. it's a good lineup. Schroeder. They'll flirt with a seven. They'll, they'll flirt with a seven eight team, and they'll beat some teams. Especially yeah. at home. Yeah. Schroeder, Trent, Ananobi, Siakam, Scotty Burrell. Burrell. And Barnes. Yeah. Yeah. The solid squad. Yeah. Um, all right. So second to last topic here. How will the Sixers season end? The way the way this show is ending with a lack of optimism. I mean, how I wanted to end is, you know, like I said, championship. But everything is going on today. Tells me it's a second round exit. Yeah, everything is going on today. I Assuming mean, all teams, everyone's healthy and teams play. Um, it, it spells second round again. Damn. Depending on how the season shakes out, second round might actually be a good thing, uh, something to be proud of. Because, I mean, if we're the sixth seed and we're playing whatever team got that third seed, let's say like Cleveland in the first round, that not gonna, that's not going to be a given. But, but it could also be us as, that, as the third seed playing the sixth seed and lose. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. If we were, if we happen to be a six seed and lose and, and play Cleveland, right, and we win that series, and we is that a successful season being a six seed and beating the third seed and then get into the um and then let's, let's say we we lose in the second round seven games again. Depends who you ask. No, not with the 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 past few years, no, it's not considered a success. Hmm. Ask Joel and that. And see what he's. It's a success to win, you know, as a six seed, but most questions and. Comments will be we shouldn't have been the six seed. Yeah. It might be good for us to be kind of the underdog for once. We've been kind of the the hunters the past couple of years, and the ones expecting yeah, I mean, that, that's good. When, that, that's good when we win. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not good when you don't win. Yeah. Because then they'll say you are what we thought you were, which is another yes. second round exit. Yes. Oh. Yes. So but it's the first year in a little while that we're not a lot of analysts like sweethearts to go far and be like the team to come out. Well, the the Ben Simmons holdout year date that we that's very similar actually. Everyone was kind of holding off on us, and we actually had a good record that year. But once we got Harden, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so by midseason, people were expecting us to go to the championship. Well, we, we surprised a lot of people at, at I mean, the beginning of, this, of that season before the, the Harden trade. No one expected yeah, us to be. Sneaking, we're not sneaking up on anybody anymore because Maxie's yeah. not sneaking up on anybody anymore. Yeah. It was really about Maxie playing well, better than people expected. 
Yes, yeah, that's true. Yes, that's that's definitely true. Yeah. All right. Uh, so from the season outlook to game one outlook. So Thursday night uh, on TNT, we will play the Milwaukee Bucks, and we are a six-point underdog. So with the first uh, game picks and predictions of the year, who do you guys have in this one? Um, Bucks. They cover the spread six. I think they cover the spread late in the game. Yeah, and we pull our guys. Yeah, I think it's one of those games that were surprisingly competitive throughout a lot of it, and then they just kind of pull away late. Um, six is pretty encouraging, though. <laughs> Never thought I'd be going into a season encouraged with being a six-point underdog, but you know, a lot of hype. But you know what, though? I mean, Bucks, they're it's a new team. Yeah, so but their expectations to, are higher, though. They are, but they have to get it right. I, that's no, it starts tonight. Yeah. <laughs> the expectations are higher. Like the 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 losing and like the inconsistency, like they got it. It's different, different level. Yeah. Even with a new coach, even with Griff, it's different. Higher pressure, higher expectations, especially with this, this home opener for them. So they got to come out. They come True. Out, they got to come out the gate. They got to come out the gate. Now that makes it a little smoother for us that the expectations are we're going to lose this game. Guys come yep. in and play a little freer, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Is it one of those things in the locker room for like let's spoil this Dame Lillard like uh, debut game like party? Is that is that kind of like a is that something you got goes in the locker room like when it, when there's a big acquisition like that with an opposing team like let's spoil this let's let's go out there and I mean it, that may come up but it was more like we can get these guys you know they knew this and that let's they still trying to figure it out let's go let's go spoil their debut yeah. yeah. More like that. Yeah, I may shock you guys, but I'm going uh, Sixers money line uh, straight up tomorrow. Like uh, I don't know, I don't know if we we're going to obviously cover the spread. I don't know by how much we're going to win by, but I, I say we I say we spoil the uh, Dame Lillard uh, um, debut. Right. You're not shocking me. Hope so. <laughs> hope so. I hope so. <laughs> so now you're going to be double mad if we lose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I've, I've sold myself on it. Once I saw the spread was six, I was like, you know what? I think we're going to win this one. But Yeah. Yeah. But, well, I hope you're right, and I hope I'm wrong. And yeah. Wrong. yeah. 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 All right, guys. Well, that does it for us. We'll see you guys on Friday as we talk about what we saw from the, the home, the, uh, the first game of the season. And um, yeah, get you ready for the rest of the season. This is a great uh, preview show, and we hope everybody enjoyed it. See you guys next time. All right, All right guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.